Hello once again. This is this is Dr. L. A. Kelly Sr., member of the First Baptist Missionary Church, Frederick, Oklahoma. And it's Friday, it's Saturday of Passion Week. Yesterday or last night we talked about them, what they had did to my Lord and my Savior. They had pierced Jesus in the side and crucified my Lord. And my Savior, your Lord and your Savior. They've turned Jesus' body over to Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus to prepare Jesus' body for burial. They, uh, Joseph of Arimathea, we're going to read from John, the 19th chapter. Starting at verse 38 for the study of the lesson. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, began being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which was at first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen cloths with spices, as the man of the Jews is to bury. Now the place where they crucified, now the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in that garden a new sculpture, wherein it was never man yet laid. They laid Jesus therefore, because the Jews' preparation day for the sculpture was now at hand. Joseph and Nicodemus took Jesus' body and prepared it to be buried. They put it in a sculpture. You can read in the book of Matthews they tell you that they they rolled the stone up to the, to the sculpture. But I want to tell you that Jesus was still on the mind of those that crucified him. Jesus was still on their mind because they knew what Jesus had told them that in three days he was going to rise again. So they was worried about somebody stealing the body. <laughs> so the, the Pharisees and the, 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 the well-to-do off people decided they was going to put some soldiers there to guard Jesus' body. Because they didn't want the body to be stole and then they put out to encourage the people that Jesus had risen again. So they devised a plan and they put soldiers all around the tomb of Jesus. Joseph of Amathea and, and Nicodemus prepared the body, spiced the body up, did all the traditional burial 
of the Jewish tradition. But while Jesus was in the grave, while the stone was pushed on the stone, Jesus didn't stop working. Jesus knew that it was some people that had went before him that didn't know about this soul salvation, didn't know about the blood, that didn't know about the Holy Ghost. He knew that it was some people that had went before him that didn't know about this and hadn't had a chance to experience this. So my Lord and my Savior kept on working even while he was in the grave. They say he went down into hell and gave those that had went on before the prophets of old and all those that went on before had sinned before. He gave them a chance to repent and be saved. Ain't that just like Jesus? Jesus would never give up on you. Jesus didn't give up on humanity. Jesus gave everybody a chance. So I say that to say this. On Saturday, when Jesus was put in the grave, Jesus kept on working. They said he was dead. And I want you to realize they didn't take Jesus' life. Jesus laid his life down. Because you remember when, when, when Jesus, when the soldiers came and grabbed Jesus earlier, <laughs> uh, and, and one of the disciples took his sword off and cut the soldiers' ear off, Jesus told him to put his sword away. Jesus said, don't you know that I could have called 12 legions of angels to come down here and take care of the whole situation? So they didn't take Jesus' life. He laid his life down for me and you. He died and he was buried for me and you. But while he was dead in the tomb, Jesus went to work. Jesus never stopped working. I thank God that God, that Jesus is, 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 is a God that he's still working on our behalf. He's still concerned about us. He's still, he's still trying to draw man unto God. Now Jesus just could have, he, he just could have laid there. And, and, and on the third day, when that only got him up and went back home. But he didn't do that. Because Jesus wanted, he didn't want nobody to say, <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't have a chance. Don't you know today, even going through what all we going through today, there is no man, woman, boy, or girl is going to be able to say that they didn't have a chance to serve Jesus, to get their life to Jesus, to get saved and sanctified, to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Nobody ain't going to have no chance. Jesus done took care. He took care of all the excuses. He took all the excuses to the cross. He took he took all the, the why nots to the cross. He took all the I can'ts to the cross. 
He took all the it's too hard to the cross. He took all the I don't want to's to the cross. Nobody's gonna have the excuse not to be told, well done, my good and faithful servant. If you don't make it into heaven, it's all because you didn't want to go to heaven. And I, I like this Saturday. Didn't much go on and a lot of people get kind of can't talk about this, but this is something to talk about. That Jesus kept on giving humanity a chance. Even though that was in the grave, he went down and gave them a chance to know who Jesus was. To know that they can repent and their souls can be saved. To know that he has shed his blood for them. To know that he had bled for them. Know that he had died for them. You don't have no excuses. During this Passion Week of all that Jesus did. We don't have no excuses. Not to serve the true and living God. I always say that God is able to do anything but fail. I want to encourage you tonight. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know how you're going to make it tomorrow or next week, I'm going to tell you tonight that Jesus have the answer. Jesus will make a way out of no way. Jesus will. I told you on my last broadcast, they thought they had Jesus. But Jesus wasn't thinking about them that was still on top of the earth. <laughs> Jesus had to go down into hell and do some work. But they were thinking that they still had Jesus. If you're going through something today, this is an encouraging message, I pray. If you're feeling down and out, if you're feeling hopeless, and if you're feeling suicidal, and if you're feeling like taking some drugs, if you're feeling like going out prostituting, if you're feeling like drinking some liquor, if you feel like smoking some dope, if you feel like selling some dope, if you feel like beating up your spouse, if you feel like abusing your children, I'm telling you that Jesus have the answer. Jesus have the answer. Jesus is the answer. That alcohol bottle, not the answer. That needle in your arm is not the answer. That gun you got to your head is not the answer. That room you about to go in to and commit prostitution or adultery is not the answer. That lie you about to tell is not the answer. That backbiting you about to do is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus, all you have to do is get out on your knees and pray. Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I give it all over to you. Jesus is the answer. On Saturday night, Jesus 
gave us and told us and showed us that there was no excuses. If these people that's already gone, if I'm going down here to let them know that I am God's only begotten son, I'm the savior of the world, I can save their soul, I can heal their body, I can deliver their mind, we hear, if you hear my voice, you don't have no excuse for not serving my Lord and my savior. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You don't have no excuse. They laid Jesus in the tomb. <laughs> Jesus went to work. <laughs> uh, he kept on working. He kept on working. He didn't keep on dying. He didn't. Jesus ain't died but one time. <laughs> but he told him, I'm going to rise again. But Jesus let them put them in the tomb. Thank God for Joseph. Thank God for Joseph. Thank God for Joseph. Thank God for him. Thank God for Nicodemus. See, when you care about how much Jesus loves you, you will care about the things of God. When you, when you know that God want you to, to have the best, to be the best, you will do the things that God told you to do in the Bible. You'll live right. You'll pray right. You'll treat people right. You'll, you'll fast right. You'll praise God right. Joseph and Nicodemus understood that this is Let's handle him. Let's handle him delicately. Let's let let's handle him. Let's give him a, the traditional burial because Joseph and, and, and Nicodemus knew because they were disciples of Jesus. They knew that that Jesus wasn't going to stay there wrapped up in silk clothes all the time. I can imagine they were saying we're going to wrap him and we're going to give him all the traditional burial aspects. But we know that my Lord and my Savior, our Lord and our Savior, he's going to get up because he's going to rise again. And the Bible said, Gee, uh, <laughs> said Joseph rolled a stone against the cave. If you've never been to caves, if you've never been to a foreign country and seen those caves, those tombs or caves that they bury folks in, it, they was miraculous because they took the time to hone those, those individual tombs out. And Joseph of Amorales was, was, was a powerful man and his had never been used. <laughs> Uh, but God meant so much to him. Jesus meant so much to him. Jesus, he, he loved Jesus so much. He was in love with Jesus so much. He said, I'm going to give my Lord and my Savior this tomb. You got to love Jesus so much that you turn your whole life over to him. I ask you tonight to open up your heart, open up your mind, open up your soul, 
and whatever Jesus asks of you. Say, Lord, here am I. Here am I, Lord, use me. Joseph wasn't worried about it. it was his personal tune. Because I'm sure somewhere in Joseph's mind, Joseph knew that you know what? He ain't going to need it for too long. Joseph laid him in his personal tune that no man had never laid in there before. Jesus is God's beloved and only begotten son. Jesus don't have to copy or Jesus don't have to go along with no systems. Jesus says, I'm the first, I'm the last, and I'm forevermore. Jesus is first, Jesus is last, and Jesus is forevermore. My brothers and sisters, I want to tell you tonight, when you put Jesus first, when you put Jesus last, and when you let Jesus know he will evermore, he's forevermore. I say to you, my brothers and sisters, that Jesus will realize that you love him. <laughs> and if you come, if you die before the rapture, <laughs> Jesus say, you're going to rise again also. You get yourself saved and you get yourself sanctified and you get yourself filled with the Holy Ghost. And all of this that we are going through today, if Jesus decides to let your life in, you can rest assured no matter how big a funeral they, they have for you or no matter how, how elaborate casket they put you in, no matter how elaborate suit they bury you in, no matter how much jewelry and rings they put on you, no matter what they do, you can rest assured that it's only temporary. Because Jesus said the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you today. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for not leaving nobody with an excuse. <laughs> no, nobody have no excuse today. You don't have no excuse. My pastor used to say, if 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 the if the Israel perish, it's because of Israel. If mankind perish, it's because of mankind. It's not because Jesus didn't give you a chance. Even while he was in the grave, Jesus was still concerned about soul salvations. He's concerned about your soul salvation right now. Jesus is not concerned about how much money you can give. He's not concerned about how many times you go to church. He's not concerned about what type of clothes you wear to church. He's not concerned about what position you got in the church. Jesus is concerned about your soul being saved. And when he calls you home, you can hear the great words, well done, my good and faithful servant. 
That's what Jesus is concerned about. I'd like to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, if we're going to be Christians, we need to be Christians. If we're going to be holy, we need to be holy. If we're going to be righteous, we need to be righteous. That's what Jesus is concerned about. Even in the grave, Jesus is concerned about souls. He's concerned about our soul today. He loves us today. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us more than anyone can ever love us. You can't love your wife. I don't care how long you have been with your wife. 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years. You can't love her like Jesus loved her. She can't love you like Jesus loved you. I don't care how good, uh, how much you love your children and how much your children love you. Your children can't love you more than Jesus loved you. You can't love your children more than Jesus loved them. Jesus was showing us how much I love you. How much I love humanity. Those that came before him. He went and gave them a chance to repent. John the Baptist had said, repent. That's all John preached was repent. Jesus went to the grave and told him, repent. I'm the one. Repent. You can be with me in glory. John told him that they're going to come one greater than I. <laughs> Uh, he's so great that I, I'm not even worthy to, to lay down and tie the lashes on his sandals. That one, that great one that John talked about, went down into hell and gave him a chance, preached to him, allowed him to hear the soul salvation message. All I'm going to preach the rest of my life, every chance I get, all I'm going to speak on the rest of my life, every chance that I get, is that Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again, all for your soul's salvation. All for your soul's salvation. God is a good God today. God is a lovely God today. God is so good as I sit here in my den. We are having a slight thunderstorm to roll through. And it just rolled through my mind as I'm looking out the window is uh, how God is so magnificent. That God is still in control of all the elements. And his son, Jesus, his son, Jesus, have all the power. As I come to you tomorrow on Sunday, Easter Sunday, I'm going to tell you why he had the power and who gave him the power, why he had the authority and who gave him the authority. But tonight we want to concentrate on Jesus 
loved humanity so much that after he died and after he was buried, he was still thinking about humanity when he was in the grave because he went down into hell and he gave them a chance to repent and be saved and join him in glory. Then he tell one of the thieves <laughs> that was on the cross with him, this day you'll be in paradise with me. This day you'll be in paradise with me. <laughs> oh, I thank you, Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that Jesus never stopped working. He's right now sitting at the right hand of the Father. Telling God to forgive Al Kelly for all of his stupidity. To forgive you for all your stupidity. To forgive Al Kelly for all of his sins, iniquities, and transgressions. To forgive you for all your sins, iniquities, and transgressions. Jesus loved you. This I know, because the Bible tells me so. Jesus have never stopped loving you. The cross, the crucifixion, the beating, the crown of thorns, the piercing in the side, the, the nails in his hands, the nails in his feet, the spitting on him, the bruising him, nothing could not stop Jesus from loving humanity. Nothing can stop Jesus from loving you. But he did say, I give you a choice. I give you a choice. You got to serve me with all your heart, mind, and soul. You can't be hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm. You got to be with Jesus all the way. Because I love you. Jesus said, I love you. People don't realize that Jesus loved everybody, sinner or saint, but Jesus hates your sin. If you're in sin today, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, and let me tell you something, let me, let me knock down a myth out there. This don't come automatic. You got to confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that he is God's only begotten son. That he was born, crucified, buried, died, and rose again with all power in his hand. Then you'll be saved. This ain't going to come because your grandmama was saved, because your granddaddy was saved. This ain't going to come because your husband's saved and your wife's saved individually. We must give our life to Jesus Christ. I hope some young folks, some of you millennials and, and you young folks from the age of 1 to, to 40, I pray that you listen to this lesson. If Jesus loved them that came before him, that was born before him and died, in their sin. If Jesus loved them so much that he knew that it was righteous and it was the 
it was his responsibility to go to hell and give them a chance to repent. God wants you to repent and be saved today. I want to let you know, I love you. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my son. But my love don't compare to the love that Jesus Christ have for them, for me, and for you. There is no greater love. And on Saturday, Jesus showed that there was no greater love. Because Jesus didn't want nobody to, 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 to miss out <laughs> on going to heaven. Jesus don't want you to miss out on going to heaven. Jesus left the blueprint for us. You don't have to search this. You don't have to. You you don't have to go and ask a, a a a palm reader about this. You don't have to imagine this. You can have Jesus Christ in your heart, in your mind, and in your Jesus will save your soul, and you can serve, praise, and worship Him with all your heart, all your mind, and a saved soul. And you talking about living. You haven't lived until you have lived a saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost-filled life. You're talking about peace. You're talking about joy. There is no peace like the peace in Jesus Christ. There is no joy like the joy in Jesus Christ. There is no happiness like the happiness in Jesus Christ. There is not enough money in the world that can make you happier and satisfy you more than Jesus' love and your love for Jesus. There is nothing that can replace the love of Jesus in your life. I'd like to ask you to give God a chance tonight. Give Jesus a chance because he cares. He cares so much for us. He cares so much for humanity that even when he was in the grave, he kept giving people chances to get saved. God is good. He's a mighty God. We're going to pray tonight that someone that's hearing this lesson We'll come out of their wicked ways. We'll come out of their sin. We'll come out of their alcoholism. We'll come out of their drug use. We'll come out of their lying. We'll come out of their backbiting. We'll come out of their adultery. We'll come out of their whatever sin you're in. We pray, going to pray for you tonight. Lord Jesus, we ask that you touch hearts, minds, and souls. Let them realize that you love them and that you care. Let them realize that you are there for them. That there is nothing that can replace the love that you have for them. If they get their life, their minds, their hearts, and their souls to you. Let them know that there is no greater love than you have for humanity. Lord, I praise you and I thank you. Glory and magnify you.
Lord, I ask that you save someone's soul that's listening to this message. Someone who may have thought they were saved and they was all right with God. Lord, I pray that this message will touch their heart. And I pray that they will get on their knees or lay on their bed or drive in their car or do walking or whatever they're doing. I pray that they will ask you to come into their heart and forgive them of their sins. In Jesus' mighty name. There is no greater love. There is no greater love. There is no greater love. No greater Just want to leave you with this tonight. There is no greater love than Jesus have for you. Trust him. Believe in him. Give him your life. Let him see what he will do with it. You will find out that he is the master of your soul. He will give you joy, unspeakable joy. He will love you like you've never been loved. This is my prayer that I pray for you tonight. That God keep you. And pray that God will hold you through this day. And when Jesus rises again in the morning, I pray that you rise with him in your heart your mind, and your soul. God loves you. I love you too. Once again, this is Dr. L.A. Kelly Sr., member of the First Baptist Missionary Church in Frederick, Oklahoma. Just remember, Jesus is the answer. <laughs>